You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for You Better You Bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. Hour number two, You Better You Bet here on a Wednesday. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat. we're filling in for Nick and Ken today. It is now hour number two, so we're over on Stadium. We're with you until 6 p.m. Eastern time, so make sure you go to watchstadium.com. You can watch us there. You can continue, of course, watching us on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205, and on twitch.tv slash betql and youtube.com slash Sports. Jam-packed hour number one, talking about the breaking news of the day, obviously, with Pete Carroll no longer the head coach of the Seahawks. Luke Getze is out as the OC of the Bears. Matt Eberflus is going to keep his job as the head coach for Chicago. We also had Wink Martindale and the Giants mutually parting ways as well. Just talked a little bit about Wild Card Weekend and some BetMGM specials. We will continue talking about that later on the show, but we are going to bring in our friend, Kate Constable, who is an analyst right here on BetQL. She is going to uh, join us. Kate, great to see you. How you doing? Hey, it's great to be on with you. I'm doing well. A little fired up about this Bears news with Luke Getze being gone. So it's been a pretty good day so far. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on the Bears getting rid of Getze and then also uh, hanging on to Matt Eberflus as their head coach? Um, I mean, like I said, glad Getsy's gone. I, I mean, it was just kind of an awful offensive season with him as the play caller likely means Justin Fields is probably gone too. I loved fields, but I can, I can part ways with him if that is, uh, the way the bears are going to go, because it likely means then they're bringing in Caleb Williams. And I would like to see a bears offense that, you know, is competent and fun to watch. So I'm glad Getsy is gone. Eberflus. I mean, I'm kind of indifferent on if they had fired him as well. I would have been fine with that. Keeping him, I'm fine with that too. I mean, he really turned that defense around over the last, what, six, seven weeks, eight weeks of the season. It sounds like the guys in the locker room really like him. So the culture he's building um, is positive, at least uh, from reports. So that sense, I do think that that's okay for the Bears to keep him, um, knowing that, you know, players are behind him. There's some positives there. Um, But kind of just, I mean, I wish I had a coach where I, I was so passionate about the Bears not letting go of him at all by like any means necessary. I'm I don't feel that way about Eberflus, but I'm not mad that he's staying either. If that makes sense. Yeah, I kind of figured um, they were going to make some changes, right? Like DJ Moore when talking about Luke Getzey, he's like, yeah, he's fine. And like yeah. all like DJ Moore, I mean, he said he wants Justin Fields back. He says he thinks Justin Fields is better than Drake May and Caleb Williams. I don't know. I don't. I like Justin Fields. I just, I don't love the fourth quarter stuff. I mean, I would love him to stick around as a Green Bay fan, but I think you got to go Caleb or you go Drake May, especially with that number one pick. You have two top 10 picks. Who did you want? I mean, 
That's the thing. Matt Eberflus obviously changed that defense. They were a top 10 defense the second half of the season. But you look at some of these coaches, and Harbaugh might be available. Ben Johnson's going to be available. In your perfect world, who did you want to get the job in Chicago? I wanted Harbaugh. Yeah. I mean, I I hope the Bears at least made the phone call and tried to um, convince him or like, you know, just check his temperature on what he's thinking. If they didn't at least reach out to Harbaugh, that's going to rub Bears fans the wrong way because I know a lot of people here in, in the city, that's kind of what everyone's been talking about is now that he's won the championship with Michigan, he's going to be ready to make the jump. Obviously, this is all speculation, um, but Bears fans, yeah. Having Jim Harbaugh bringing him in, that was like number one for a lot of people here. So I hope the Bears at least did their due diligence in reaching out to him and and seeing if he would be interested. But he would have been someone that uh, I would love here in Chicago. Just also because his press conferences are amazing. Like listening to him deflect answers in uh, press conferences, it's like a a, a work of art, really. It, it would be fun to listen to. Always looks like he's distracted. You know, he's like yeah. staring up at the clouds and right? he's like, yeah. I'm a big fan it's of pretty... his dad. His dad is like Jim Harbaugh in 30 years. It's like, I mean, I know like that's how genetics work, yeah. but it was like, if, if you like in Jackass when they would dress up as the old guys. Yeah, yeah that's that's what his dad reminds me. Yeah, they wear their hats the same, <laughs> yeah, the glasses. Yeah, they are twins, for yeah, sure. The whole thing. Okay, what about some of the games this weekend? I'll start with the Dolphins and the Chiefs because we actually just got a little bit of line movement. Kansas City goes from a four to a four and a half point favorite. Ryan and I were doing the show yesterday and we were like, I, I think four is where it's like going to stop, but clearly it didn't. More money's coming in on Kansas City. Obviously, the cold weather is like the big storyline in this game because, you know, we got a team from South Florida and they're going to play in a game where it's like zero degrees. What are your thoughts on this game? Side total, Chiefs four and a half and uh, over under 44. Yeah, I, I like the Chiefs in this one. Um, I, I still like them at four and a half if, that, if that's where the line has moved. I don't think that's a huge difference in terms of like key numbers and all of that. Yeah, the, everyone's talking about the cold weather and that um, is a huge storyline here. If you have a team who hardly ever plays in, you know, even like freezing 32 degree weather, um, zero degrees is going to be even the bigger shock. I mean, I'm from Minnesota and if I'm out in zero degree weather, it's still a shock to my system. And I grew up in that type of stuff. So that is going to be a huge factor in this game, but also, you know, the dolphins come into this game pretty banged up. I mean, their two best pass rushers, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb on IR, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Moster, Howard in the secondary. Like even if all those players do play, are they going to be a hundred percent? And yes, this chiefs team has had their struggles this season offensively but this is still Patrick Mahomes and this still in the postseason he's not someone that I want to bet against in the postseason I mean did you do you ever bet against Tom Brady down the stretch I learned that lesson a couple of times betting against him early on uh years ago and that that dwindled very quickly and I feel like Patrick Mahomes despite the struggles that their offense has had he's someone that in these moments he's going to find a way to win um so yeah I'm taking the Chiefs minus four I this is what I took him at but I I would be fine taking him at four and a half as well I think the best storyline is going to be Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit to play the Lions and then you have obviously like a Jared Goff revenge game too what do you like in this game? The Rams are three-point dogs. I feel like everybody likes the Rams. The total in the game, pretty high, 51 and a half, obviously. Uh, what do you like here with uh, Los Angeles and Detroit? 
Yeah, I, that storyline is probably the game that I'm most interested in watching just because of that storyline. I think that's going to be fun. Um, and yeah, the Rams do seem like the very popular public side, which makes me nervous a little bit. But I like the over in this one. I know it's high, 51 and a half, but you know, you can just rattle off names that both of these offenses have. Kyron Williams, Puka, uh, Nakua, uh, Cooper Cup on the other side. I know um, Laporta is out. I think that's actually going to be kind of the big blow for the Lions, but you still have uh, St. Brown, Gibbs, Montgomery, like the, the offensive names just kind of scream over for me in terms of what they can do. Both of these teams in terms of putting points on the board rank in the top, what, uh, five, 10 in the league um, in terms of both points and plays per game. And then defensively, 19th Rams uh, is what the Rams are. 23rd, the Lions are in points allowed. So um, all offense, little defense, unless, you know, maybe the Lions step up and, and we get like a, a Lions defense similar to what we saw in um, the Cowboys game in week 17. But I'm not banking on that. So I feel like you have to take the over here at 51 and a half. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys, Kate, they host the Packers. The game before that on Sunday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. Dallas favored by seven and a half. The total is 50 and a half. Ryan and I really like this game for props. You know, like we think CeeDee Lamb's going to have a big game. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love, Aaron Jones. So that's the way we're looking to attack it. Maybe Dallas in like a teaser leg is a good way as well. You bring him down from seven and a half to one and a half. Another game with the high total. Are you thinking this game is going to be a shootout as well? Um, you betting the side. What are you doing in Cowboys Packers? I kind of don't have like, I feel like I have a really strong angle on this game for the side or the total because Green Bay, they're inconsistent this season. That's kind of been their thing. But when they play well, they play really well. So in that case, yeah, if we get the Green Bay team um, that, you know, plays at their threshold, they could compete with the Cowboys, even though the Cowboys at home have been fantastic and put up a ton of points. But if we get a Green Bay team that's kind of just on one of their off off weeks, then this could be a blowout by the Cowboys. So I'm not really sure how to look at this one. I think I would lean taking Green Bay with the points at seven and a half because this is the postseason. Things tighten up a little bit. Uh, But I do like your guys' angle of just looking at props in this because to your point, I mean, we have a total of 50 and a half. There's going to be plenty of scoring. And um, a lot of those players, especially Cowboys um, players, is kind of where I would look to props if you're going to do that. So. I think that's a decent angle to attack. Uh, The biggest favorite this weekend, the Buffalo Bills at home, 10-point favorites. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. The total in the game, 36. They host the Steelers, who Mike Tomlin once again proves his greatness by getting this team into the playoffs. What do you like here, if anything? I kind of haven't bet this one yet, but I was looking at this game and diving into it right before we came on here. I might take the Steelers plus 10. This weather is just kind of throwing a wrench at things, right? I mean, you have really high winds. What's that going to do? Um, you snow. It, it just evens the playing field a little bit. And if Josh Allen turns the ball over like he did against Miami, all of a sudden the Steelers can stay in this game. I do worry big time about TJ Watt not being on the field for Pittsburgh. Uh, so I think that is a huge concern if you're looking at the Steelers in this one. But based on the weather, Things could go completely sideways, and the Steelers could stick within 10 points. I think that's fair to to take them um, on the side. Kate, the game that'll kick things off on Saturday, Browns and Texans, Joe Flacco, magical ride into the postseason, C.J. Stroud, maybe as best uh, a rookie quarterback season as we've ever seen. Browns are favored by two and a half. The total is 44 and a half. What are your thoughts on uh, Browns-Texans? 
Yeah, I mean, all numbers and stats aside, a rookie quarterback going up against a seasoned veteran like Joe Flacco, who's been in the postseason before, played in these big moments before. I know Stroud has been pretty like unfazed throughout points in this season, led a ton of fourth quarter drives, things like that. Like he looks like he's he's primed for moments like this, but it still just makes me a little worried having a rookie quarterback um, against, you know, but uh Flacco, who's been here before. Now, um, Brown's defense, like their pass rush, pretty incredible. I mean, one of the best in the league. So if the if the Texans can get the run game going a little bit just to kind of keep that pass rush honest in a sense, I think the Texans could have some success here. But I would have to lean towards the Browns covering this one uh, at two and a half just because of the experience on that roster. Monday night, 8.15 p.m. kickoff Eastern time, Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield. Three-point dogs against the Eagles, who look awful right now. They're all beat up. The total in the game is 43.5. I think we like the over in this one. Mm-hmm. I I want to fade the Eagles, but I just don't know that this is the spot with Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you think here, though? I want to fade the Eagles so badly, too, <laughs> and I think I'm going to. They've looked awful lately. Awful. And do we think one week, like just because this is the playoffs, does that mean everything is going to turn around? I don't know if it is for, for this team. And I say that having just a couple of minutes ago said, well, this is the chiefs and the playoffs. They're going to figure things out. I, I I just can't say the same thing about the Eagles this year. I don't know why, but I have a different field for them. Um, I haven't bet this game, uh, but a prop I'm looking at in this one is Chris Godwin over 55 and a half receiving yards. I mean, the Eagles secondary has just been awful this season. Uh, Godwin's gone over this mark four of his last five games and against um, you know, bad, a bad Eagles secondary Eagles that gave up 85 yards to Wandell Robinson week 18, 82, um, in week 17, 90 to Darius Slayton week 16. Like they're just giving up way too much. Mike Evans props. I would look at Godwin's props is, is where I'm targeting this one. Uh, and I definitely lean towards Tampa getting the three. Okay. We got about two minutes left. So we've gone through all the games now looking big picture. If you could place a futures bet on any team outside of the Niners or outside of the Ravens, either in the NFC or the AFC. Can't use the one seeds. Who would you take? Um, I would take, I think I'm going to take the Rams. I know that's probably like the the trendy pick as well, but that offense is, is just so good. And the defense has come a long way this year as well. Like they just seem to be catching fire at the right time and coming into the postseason with so much momentum. And they also have health on their side, which is a huge thing that Rams might have to be uh, my wild card pick to, to make it all the way. If I can't back the Ravens, PJ, they are my favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. Thank you, Kate. And I throw that one in there just for you. And that's why you're one of my favorites. Kate Constable, some great stuff there. I'm agreeing with you on the Rams (laughs) as well. Great price right now. 50 to one to win the Super Bowl. Kate, appreciate the time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. All right. You can watch uh, Kate Constable right here on the BetQL Network. Follow her on Twitter at Kate Constable. Some good stuff there, Ryan. A lot of people like the Rams, man. We were talking about this yesterday. You know, like, it does feel like everybody's on the Rams. Yeah. But I feel like everybody was on the Giants last year against Minnesota, too, because we all knew Minnesota was frauds. And how many times have we said this season that, like, we can't wait to fade the Lions in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And now we're finally here, and they're banged up now that, you know, Laporte is hurt and that defense still stinks and— 
Like McVay's coached in two Super Bowls. Stafford's won a Super Bowl. They they know what it takes this yeah, time of year. Yeah. Know I know like takes. Dan Campbell is a great bet against the spread and whatnot, but I'm going to trust the uh, McVay guy, the guy with the Super Bowl ring mm-hmm. and the playoff success over Dan Campbell. And also we get the perfect situation where we get Matthew Stafford in a revenge game. I know it's a revenge game for golf, but I'm a bigger Stafford guy. Uh, really quick, Peach. So right now I'm following this Ryan Poles, Chicago Bears, Hallis Hall situation. Yeah. And they just spoke on Justin Fields. They said they're in information gathering mode right now. Justin got better. He could lead this team. At the same time, there's a unique situation, and we have to look at everything. That's what Ryan Pohl says. Caleb mm. Williams to the Bears. <laughs> Write it down. Take a picture. All right. There you go. Our guy Jake Hassan thinks Fields is definitely coming back for the Bears, but... We'll see what happens. We're looking at so. more playoff so, specials here on You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat filling in for Nick and Ken on a Wednesday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back, You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath, filling in for Nick and Ken. They will be back tomorrow. They will be back Friday as well. Ryan and I, we're on Stadium right now, so make sure you go to watchstadium.com. We will be there until 6 p.m. Eastern time. We're also still on twitch.tv slash betql, youtube.com slash odyssey sports and Sirius channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. We just had Kate Constable on great talking with her, went through all the wild card games, got some of her thoughts. We will also talk with uh, Mark Drumheller coming up and with Isaac Trotter as well. We'll talk football with Mark, talk some college hoops with Isaac. So a couple of great guests still to come. But Ryan, let's take a look at uh, some more of these BetMGM playoff specials. We talked about some of the teams that we think could score the most points throughout the postseason. Let's start breaking it down into uh, some of the specific categories. We'll start with the most passing touchdowns. So there's a passing yards and a most and a passing touchdowns, and which quarterback is going to throw for the most throughout the postseason. So if you're looking at the touchdowns, Dak Prescott is your favorite at plus 250. Brock Purdy right behind him, plus 450. Josh Allen, Mahomes, plus 750. Lamar and Goff, plus 900. Then you have two at 11 to 1 and Joe Flacco at 12 to 1. And once again, the Rams are getting disrespected. Matthew Stafford, yeah. 18 to 1. That certainly stood out to me at 18 to 1. Maybe if you're a believer in the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is 18 to 1. But when you look at this market, uh, what stands out to you? Yeah, so obviously we could write off probably Mason Rudolph. Sorry, Luke. I don't think the Steelers are going to make a run. And if they do, it's definitely not going to be because of Mason Rudolph. Jordan Love, 22 to 1. No, thank you. CJ Stroud, I'm the biggest fan, 18 to 1. Love but him. even if they win this week, I don't think that they win a second playoff game. Right. You said it with Stafford at 18 to 1. I mean, that's a really good price if you think the Rams can make a run here, if you think they're going to get past Detroit. Like, I think the Rams could beat Philadelphia. I think that they could and will beat Detroit. I don't know about San Francisco. I think that's probably a pretty bad matchup, um, you know, because Kyle Shanahan's going against McVay. He's owned him. Yep. They're going to be able to get pressure. That's how you uh, make Matthew Stafford uncomfortable. I would love to say Jalen Hurts because, you know, what the Eagles did last year, but I'm writing off the Eagles because of that defense. I mean, that defense is outside the top 25, one of the worst defenses in the league the last eight weeks of the season. Um, for me, there's two guys I would look at. I mean, we already talked about Lamar. 
Mahomes, we're getting seven to one odds, almost eight to one odds on Patrick Mahomes. I just can't write off the Chiefs. They're four and a half point favorites. We've seen some line movement. I thought that I thought four was going to be the uh, I did the too. tipping point right there, and that might continue to go it up might. with the we cold might get weather, a five. man. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it's Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. The problem is we don't really love the weapons, and I think that they're probably going to lean on the run game uh, in the cold weather here. What do you think though about Tua? Eleven to one. Mm. No. You're completely writing off the Dolphins. Completely. Well, especially in a game like that, because I think the game script for the Dolphins to have success, you've been talking about it. Why you're thinking of buying a Dolphins ticket is because of the way they run the ball. Right. Like to me, A Chain would be the guy, and we'll get into him in a little bit, maybe for rushing yards and touchdowns and all that. But uh, I, I can't, I can't back Tua. I don't even like Lamar in the passing touchdowns market, right. just because now we're in the postseason. They're going to use his legs mm-hmm. a little bit more, right? They've kind of been saving him, and when they're in the goal line, they're going to lean on the Gus bus. Like when everybody, when we were in that portion of the season where you know we were debating Lamar for MVP, and we were looking back at the stats because Gus Edwards has so many touchdowns inside the five yard line. That's not going to change now that we get to the playoffs. So I kind of write Lamar off. That's my worry with Mahomes, too, and I agree with you. I think, you know, the Chiefs, they're now a team that can lean on their run game a little bit. I think Pacheco takes some touchdowns away from Mahomes. To me, Brock Purdy, I like it, plus 450. Again, I know McCaffrey's going to score a touchdown like every game, but the Niners' offense, like, think about some of these defenses that they're going to play in the NFC, right? And the Niners are going to be able to score like 30 points, 40 points, and I think Purdy's going to be able to have his fair share of passing touchdowns. Obviously, Dak getting, you know, two home games if Dallas does win this week, maybe even three. That's why he's the favorite at plus 250. But for me, the play in this market would be on Purdy at plus 450. Yeah, and that's a pretty good price with Purdy, too. I mean, last year he played three playoff games. Technically, though, he played two because he couldn't complete. He couldn't throw a forward pass in the NFC Championship game against Philadelphia. Three touchdowns, no picks. You have that run game with McCaffrey. But um, that is a pretty good price. The Dak price makes complete sense. I mean, if, especially if you think Dallas is going to make a run because they don't really have a run game. Tony Pollard hasn't proven to be that every down back, and it's all about the passing attack. Yep. I wouldn't do it at plus 250, though. Then you have to trust uh, Dallas, and you have to trust Dak in the playoffs. So I'm good on that. What do you think about Josh Allen plus 750? Don't don't hate that either. Don't hate that. But now with the element of James Cook, and they've shown in some of these big games that they're not afraid to lean on him. And so, if they're in the red zone, they're going to use his legs. They're yep. going to use Cook. Yeah. Yep. And I just feel way more confident about San Francisco making it to the Super Bowl than I do about yeah. Buffalo. You know, even though Buffalo get is obviously playing wild card weekend. Um, but yeah, I just I like Purdy for that market. Now for the passing yards market, that's when I would look at Josh Allen. Um, I think that's where you can get some value there. I tell you, so Stafford was the long shot I like for the passing touchdowns. For the passing yards, though, like, how can it not be Flacco, right? I mean, ever since he's taken over with Stefanski, he throws like 300 yards every single game. Now, I understand they're likely going to play Baltimore, you know, next week if they do get by um, Houston, and that's why Flacco's at 12-1, to but... Man, I think that's a good number. Like, if we can get three games out of Joe Flacco, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he maybe throws for, like, a 1,000 yards in those three games. They're slinging it, like, 40 times a game with them. As I mentioned, 300 yards. So, I think that's a good bet. Um, I, I just can't wait to see how this Kansas City and Miami game plays out. Yeah. Like, how effective are both teams going to be throwing the football? Because... You know, Ryan, I think in a game like that where it's so cold, it's going to be such a tough time tackling. Like, wouldn't you want to run the ball? And with all the issues that the Chiefs have to begin with catching the football, like the last thing you want is cold weather. It's going to make it even more tough, right? Especially when you got to make contested catches and you got guys hitting you. So I know the Mahomes numbers are attractive. 
I just I really worry about and, this and, game this week. And it's also a good point just because like I mean Mahomes the last couple of years with the cover you know with the too high shell it hasn't really been the deep throws anyway since right. Tyreek's been gone. I mean MVS is their deep threat. Yep. And he can't catch the football. No. Dropped that uh, one against the Eagles that they should have won. Kadarius Tony has been a disaster. Yep. And then Travis Kelsey. You know, all your guys, so I'm with you. I don't think he's really going to be pushing the ball down the field. And if they win this week, they got to go to Buffalo, most likely, right? So yeah. that could be another game that, affected by That's a really weather. good point. And that's why I continue to look at Matthew Stafford 18-1. to 1. I know. He and, got some good I mean, prices. But the, the problem is I'm already pretty high. I mean, I'm already, um, I bet a lot of money on the Rams already. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to invest anything else just in case they do get beat up on by Detroit. But 18-1, to 1, because you look at these matchups for the Rams, like if they have to play Philadelphia, mm-hmm. what's their issues right now? Pass defense, even San Francisco. I mean, that's the only area uh, area really where you could attack them is their secondary, is the deep throws down the field. So 18-1 to 1 is just such a good price for Matthew Stafford. But yeah, um, don't hate the look for uh, Flacco if we could get the win. If, right. If, but if I don't know. The, the closer we get to that game, the more I think about that game. If we get to three with Houston, I might have to bet it. I mean, it's sitting there right now at two and a half. Yeah. If they win that game, and I know it would be then um, C.J. Stroud and the Texans coming here to Baltimore to play the Ravens in that pass defense. But what about C.J. Stroud, 20 to one? I know he's a rookie, mm. but I mean, he's pushing the ball down the field. Yeah. You look at the A dot, you look at, I mean, their offense right now. They have the deep threats. I just, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, got, I got to go with the team that I actually trust to make a run. So maybe the Purdy numbers aren't bad. Six to one for most passing yards. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I like the Josh Allen call it four to one plus four hundred would be my pick right there, Josh Allen. Yeah, I, see, and this is the market where I'd probably lean towards the favorite with Dak, just because we talked about it yesterday. I really think Green Bay is going to be okay with Dallas moving the ball because they know that they're going to be able to score as well. The, the game for Green Bay is going to come in the red zone if they're able to keep Dallas to field goals and let the Cowboys work their way down the field. I think they're going to consider that a win. And then if Dak and uh, you know Dallas, if they do beat Green Bay, and we both kind of like the Rams to beat the Lions, which would mean that Dallas gets Philadelphia in the second round. I mean, that's Swiss cheese defense. Like, you know, Dallas and and the and Dak at home, I think he's going to throw for a lot of yards in that, probably win that game, and then you get a third game out of Dak. So I know, again, Purdy, like with the weapons and obviously the yards after the catch that McCaffrey, Debo, and Kittle can all get you, like that makes him a good option, but he does play one less game than Dak. So for this market, I actually do like uh, the favorite and Dak at plus 250. So that's the way uh, that's the way I would lean there. As for the receivers, Ryan, if we're looking, let's start with most receiving touchdowns. So CeeDee Lamb's plus 600, Debo's plus 700, Amon Ra's 14 to 1, James Cook is 14 to 1. Isn't that crazy over Stefan Diggs? James Cook's up there. Yeah. Zay Flowers, Isaiah Likely for the Ravens, 14 to 1. Then you have Gabe Davis at 16 to 1. Ayuk and then Diggs at 18 to 1. Um, Ayuk is is intriguing at 18 to 1 because, you know, he's certainly not the name that some of those other weapons on the Niners are, but he he's pretty consistent. And there are some games where Ayuk can have multiple touchdowns. So he he certainly uh interests me. I wonder if there are any long shots. You know, Kelsey's all the way down there at 35 to 1. I mean, if you think Kansas City can make a run, I mean, I mean that's yeah. that's where Travis Kelsey's going Oof. to dominate is in the red zone. I mean, he's kind of lost the step. He's still good. I mean, and he knows just how to get open yep. in the middle of the field. But who else do you trust in the red zone if you're Patrick Mahomes right now? I mean, Rice, tight ends, and that's yeah, pretty much it. And I mean, Travis Rice, Kelsey's your top one. So 35 to 1. 
I mean, even Kittle at 30 to one. I like the Ayuk look better, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really become wide receiver number one. I love Debo, but Debo's more of your gadget guy. Yep. Um, man, it's a really good price. Pook is 66 to one. Cooper Cuffs. I just, these prices on these Rams, if they're able, I mean, the whole key is a San Francisco game, but if they're able to win that, like, these prices are going to look really, really good in the futures market. What about, like, Najoku at 40 to one? We were just talking about Flack. Like, that's his guy. I think Najoku would be better for the receiving yards market yeah. because he goes over like 100 yards every single game with Flacco, so that's something I would look. But yeah, Ayuk stood out to me. I mean, if you're targeting a Ravens receiver, like it's just it's tough, man. I mean, Likely's been great. He's had a touchdown in like his last four games. A Flowers starting to score, but when the lights are bright, like OBJ's been playing awesome for him. So who knows with him? Um, I mean, I see why CD's the favorite at plus 600. For me, though, Ayuk, I, yeah. I, I think, is the play at 18-1. to 1. Like, that's the one I like. Like that, too. I mean, Gabe Davis has a lower price. And I get that he had the four-touchdown game, what was that, yeah. two years ago against Kansas City? But Gabe Davis isn't even healthy right now. Right. And he's 16-1, to 1, and you're getting an 18-1 to 1 price on Ayuk. So I'm with you there. Um, the other one that I was looking at, was Christian McCaffrey at 30 to 1. Just the way that they use him in the passing attack, too. I, I just I I don't know who who's gonna be able to beat San Francisco unless we do get that Los Angeles matchup. Right. You know, I don't think Philadelphia is just playing possum right now. I'm not there with Detroit. So I mean 30 to 1, not really a bad price. The CD price just makes complete sense because again, Dallas can't run the ball. They can't run the ball in the red zone. They don't mm-hmm. really have a power back. And CD Lamb's running like 80% of his routes from the slot. So if they go against Philly or San Francisco, he should be able to eat even in those games. I'm kind of, uh, man, I just I wish I liked the matchup better or the path better for Miami. Me just because some of these Tyreek prices. I and I know he's not fully healthy right now, but 20 to 1 on Tyreek. I mean, we got a better weather situation and a better matchup. He could have three, four touchdowns I know. this weekend. And he's, he's plus 750 for the most receiving yards. So Lamb's the heavy favorite in that. Plus 185. The next price is plus 750 for Tyreek. And Amon Ra. Wow. Get good value there. Ayuku, we were talking about, it's plus 850. D- Diggs is 11 to 1. See, so this is the market. Like I, the Najoku long shot to me, it's 66 to 1. Like if you're a believer in the Browns, I think that could be a really good pl- uh, price potentially. Zay Flowers had some big catches for the Ravens, so maybe him at 35 to 1. But yeah. probably not. He's probably going to be in like the 40 to 50 range. I mean, Lamb's probably the price. Because, I mean, at minimum, you're getting like two games out of Dallas. And, you know, Lamb could easily go for 120 in each of those games. But I don't know, Ryan. I mean, like Debo at 22 to 1, man, with his yards after the catch. Like, if you like San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl, I, I, I think that's that's a pretty good price. Man, if you're an Eagles fan and you really think that they have the right matchup against Tampa Bay and that they could beat Dallas, because they can beat Dallas on the road or at home. I, sure. know, I know Dallas is a much better team at home. But, I mean... Right now, with A.J. Brown dinged up, Devontae Smith is 25-1, to 1, receiving yards, mm-hmm. not the touchdowns. I would maybe look at that, but I'm kind of writing them off. And then Rasheed Rice is 14-1. to 1. I just I can't write off these Chiefs, man. It's Patrick Mahomes and it's Andy Reid. Yeah, I get it. So 14-1, to 1, I mean, just because they don't have anybody else. Right. No. They can run the deep routes. So, yeah, that, that would probably be my look. And then um, I know that they got a cold-weather game against the Steelers. They're probably going to run the ball a ton, but... Stephon Diggs at eleven to one is kind of nice too, and I, I have mean, so many Bills futures that I'm already kind of you know like tied to them for the rest of the way anyway. Diggs at eleven to one, don't hate it. You know what's hilarious is for the most uh, rushing touchdowns, 
McCaffrey's plus 300, and then the next two guys are both quarterbacks. Josh Allen plus 550, Jalen Hurts at 12 to 1. I mean, if you like the Eagles, like you got to like Hurts, right? We know right. the tush push is unstoppable. That's a good bet. Josh Allen, I think, is a good bet too at plus 550, just because in the playoffs, they really like using him. But like McCaffrey, plus 300 feels like a good price. Like Lamb at plus 185 for the receiving yards is insane. But McCaffrey for the most rushing touchdowns. Guy scores every game. Yeah. Probably going to have a playoff game where he scores multiple. Like I think that's a good buy. Completely agree. plus 300. Yeah. I think that's a really good buy. What about Gus Edwards though? 12 to 1, right? I was going to ask you about I Gus mean, Edwards just because that, of the I price like. of 12 to 1. But because it's the playoffs and because... He's one of the best athletes in NFL history. What about Lamar at 28 to 1? 28 to 1. James Cook 22 to 1. The rushing touchdowns, I think, is a uh now that's a good market. Like get McCaffrey at plus three hundred, I think, I think is really solid value. Pacheco, 12 to 1. Mm. Think it's really, really good. All right, Ryan and I will start looking at these wild card games again. Dolphins, Chiefs, Steelers, Bills, Packers, Cowboys. We'll give our thoughts. You better you bet, presented by Bet MGM. Rolls on, PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. P.J. Glasser, Ryan Horvath, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. We're filling in for Nick and Ken, who will be back tomorrow. Getting ready to uh, dive into Wild Card Weekend. A reminder to you guys, though, that you can watch us on Stadium. So make sure you go to stadium.com. We will be there until 6 o'clock Eastern time. Also on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205. And we still are on twitch.tv slash betql and YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. Ryan, let's get into it. We talked about uh, all these games yesterday. Another day to to think about it, break it down. We've obviously had some line movement in a couple of these games, whether it be side or total. We've stayed firm, though, on Browns and Texans. Browns minus 2.5, the total at 44.5. You like Cleveland on the money line, minus 145. The Texans are plus 120. Your thoughts on uh, on this matchup? Yeah, yeah. So, um I'm with you. I like Cleveland in the game. If we got to three, I might want to bet the Texans. It's it's it's, it's hard for me to bet against C.J. Stroud. I really like C.J. Stroud. I like D'Amico Ryans. I like what he's done with that defense. But, you know, Cleveland, I mean, especially at home this season, I mean, I know the home road splits. Uh, they're a much better team at home. But I don't know, man. Stefanski, this is his best coaching job, in my opinion, um, other than that first year with Baker Mayfield when they went to the playoffs and won a playoff game. You know, the concern I had was obviously like the injuries. Amari Cooper's been inactive the last two weeks. He's dealing with the heel injury, but it looks like he's going to be able to play. And you look what he did in that first matchup against the Texans. They had no answer for him. He caught 11 balls, had 265 yards uh, against that Texans defense. Uh, So I just think that's a nightmare matchup if he's healthy in this game. So I'm with you. I think Cleveland's the better team. Texans, I like the uh, direction that they're heading in right now, obviously, but it's C.J. Stroud. A young quarterback, a rookie quarterback making his first start against a vet and against a, a pretty well-coached team and a good defense. And he's going to have Miles Garrett chasing after him in that game. So, yeah, I'm still with you. I lean, I lean Browns. I like the money line price at minus 145. 
Yeah, I do too. I, I didn't want to touch the two and a half just because it, it does feel like this game will be close. And maybe, you know, there's a two point conversion or maybe there's a miss extra point or something like that. Um, so I'm with you. I just took the Browns on the money line. I do think they win the game. I, David Njoku, like, man, his receiving yard is only at 54 and a half. Ryan, since Flacco has taken over, uh, so excluding the Rams, Rams game, which was his first start. After that, Njoku, six catches for 91 yards, 10 catches, 104, six for 44, six for 134. Props in at 54 and a half. Like, that's been his guy. Yeah. I know Amari Cooper has had some big games too. That Texans game, he went absolutely insane against them. So, because Amari went so crazy against Houston, I think they key on him a little bit more. And Njoku had a big game, uh, didn't have as big of a game. He scored a touchdown, but he only had 44 yards receiving. So, I think paying more attention to Amari, who burned him last time, is going to help Njoku even that much more. So, I think it's going to be a big game for him. And then again, man, Stefanski has just been letting it rip yeah. with Joe Flacco. Passing attempts isn't up yet for Flacco, but when that does become available, if that's anything below 40, I would uh, I would take a look at that. So that's what I'm doing. But that Njoku receiving yards, I do like that a lot. Yeah, he's been a monster this season. I love the way that they're using him. You know, they're lining him up every once in a while in the backfield. Obviously, he's a tight end, but they put him in the slot every once in a while. And uh, it's been a breakout season. Stefanski's been so good. I mean, year one with Baker, he was really good. Because they had the strong run game. They had a top five offensive line. Nick Chubb was healthy, which helped. But Baker was really good when they used play action. And then for whatever reason, you know, the year where Baker, I mean, he got hurt. He injured his shoulder. But they stopped using play action so much. They really couldn't get the run game going. And people were calling for Stefanski's head. And now this season, I mean, he's most likely going to be your coach of the year. And I love what the offense looks like. And also what's going to help is it looks like Miles Garrett will be healthy. I know he missed week 18, but they were resting their starters, but he had that shoulder injury. He's yep. been dealing with that for like the last month, but um, looks like he was a full participant in practice. So I feel good about, I feel good about the Browns as long as he's out there. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, all right. Dolphins and chiefs. We've talked about yeah. this game. There's been some more movement. It's gone from four to four and a half Kansas city favored. The total is 44 in the game. You like the chiefs on the money line. They're minus two twenty five. The dolphins are plus one eighty. So, Ryan, we were talking about it yesterday, and you were like, you know, originally I didn't like the Dolphins, but now that this number's gotten to four, you were thinking about taking them. Now it's gotten to four and a half. So if this game's like 21-17, 24-20, you're going to be a winner. You won't push. Now that you got in the four and a half, I just, again, like at some shops, Ryan, this game opened at one and a half. Like these are even teams. So the weather is built into the line, but is there almost too much of an adjustment for the weather. Like we're getting three points here yeah. for the weather. Yeah. And remember Mike McDaniel, they had the perfect game plan in the playoffs last year and they were on their third string quarterback. You're they right. Had, you know, they didn't have obviously two in that game. What worries me a little bit is the first matchup. Miami was really bad on third downs. I believe they only converted three uh, third downs in that game. They had 292 total yards of offense. Now we're asking Tua on the road in a weather game, a Hawaiian quarterback playing, you know, in cold weather uh, conditions. Yep. Going against Spags and that defense. Because the Chiefs' defense has been really what's kept them in games this season. I like their secondary. I like Snead a lot. I think he's going to be physical with Tyreek, and Tyreek's not 100%. Mm-hmm. You could give him some safety help up top. I would love to take the Dolphins. The reason I haven't done it yet, even at four and a half, is just the injuries. Andrew Van Ginkle is going to miss the rest of the postseason. He's been a monster, especially because they lost Jalen Phillips. They lost Bradley Chubb for the entire playoffs. So that's what scares me, man. Now they have to rely on Melvin Ingram. At his age, who they just picked up off the street a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Jerome Baker's also going to miss the rest of the uh, postseason. He had wrist surgery. 
Tyreek's not healthy. Jalen Waddle was inactive last Sunday. Um, you know, he's dealing with an ankle injury. So even if he's out there, he's not going to be 100%. I expect Mostert to play. I expect uh, HN to play, but they're both dinged. You know, and Mostert, he's dealing with a knee and an ankle injury, man. So it's just injuries. I love the price right now for Miami, but I don't really love the my uh I don't love the matchup in the weather and I hate betting against Andy Reid and Mahomes in the playoffs at home. No, I'm with you. I, you know, this was a spot I I wanted to bet Miami in, but the weather is is scaring me. I really think it is a big deal. I mean, we talked about it yesterday since 2017, games in temperatures of 49 degrees or lower. Miami is 1 in 17 straight up. Right. Like obviously, and they can't beat a playoff team this year. They have one win against a team in the playoffs. Exactly, and their offense has really struggled in those games. So their offense has struggled in games where it's been good conditions. Now we're going to throw you in a game where the temperature is zero. To me, the bet in this game: lay the juice, take the Dolphins team total under twenty-one and a half. Got it minus one fifty-five. It's at minus one sixty-five. To me, that's the play. Like that, you know, we the Chiefs' offense has struggled a bunch this year, as we know. I think drops are going to be an issue again in this game, Ryan, because of the cold temperatures. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Both teams are going to see if they can have success on the ground running the ball. So because of that, man, I, I think that Dolphins team total under is the way to go at minus 165. Chiefs were able to rest some starters last week because they knew they were going to be locked into the three seed. Dolphins have obviously been in wars the last three weeks. Yeah. They played the Cowboys. They played the Ravens. They played the Bills. Like These are big games. You mentioned how banged up they are. It's just, it's brutal. I mean, to think that if they won that game against the Ravens, they could have been the one seed. That was a huge game. Huge game. And they let them hang 56 points. You lose that, and then you turn around, and just a complete disaster to lose the AFC East. I just, things are trending the wrong direction for Miami, man. And, so I like their team total under. And like we talk about how, like when they have to like step up in class and play a physical team, I mean, they're flashy as hell. They're fun as hell, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But yeah, I needed them. The Cowboys game, um, I started to feel really good about Miami. Like mm-hmm. they were trending towards being one of the top defenses, if not the best defense in the league, but they just can't stay healthy. And now you're going to have Pacheco probably fully healthy. I know he didn't play in week 18 because the Chiefs, like you said, didn't play anybody. But look what he did week 17. That was the best he looked. Uh, And he had a shoulder injury. He had a quad injury pretty much all season. But he went for 130 yards against the Bengals run defense week 17. So now he's fully healthy. I'm going to probably go with an anytime touchdown. Grab some of his props. But man, like I just, I wish the Dolphins had Phillips or had Chubb, had any of their pass rushers because... Four and a half, and we're probably not getting that price I get, but man, like Donovan Smith, who's the Chiefs' um, left tackle, he hasn't played since week 13. That's a big injury right there. So if they were fully healthy with that defense, I think they'd win this game outright. But even at four and a half, I don't know if I could do it for Miami. That's the way that I'm leaning, though. Any interest in like defensive touchdowns in this game? Chiefs are plus 500 anytime. Dolphins are plus 700. Obviously, you know, when the Chiefs played the Raiders a couple weeks ago, the Raiders had those two defensive touchdowns. Just feels like a game, right, where there are probably going to be some turnovers just because of the cold weather. Can somebody take, you know, a scoop and score? Can they get a pick six, take it back for a touchdown? Dolphins are uh, the uh, the Chiefs had a defensive touchdown when these two teams played in Germany. So I don't know. I think I want a little bit of a better price than a yeah. plus five hundred yeah. with the Chiefs, but I think we could get a defensive score. I'd go with the Chiefs definitely. I mean, look at the end of the game last Sunday night where. I, I mean, I know that their wide receivers were all beat up. They didn't have Jalen Waddell. T- 
Tyreek was actually the only Dolphins receiver with more than uh, three targets in that game. Mm-hmm. You know, he caught seven for 82, but Cedric Wilson led the team in routes run. I'm not the biggest Cedric Wilson guy. He, he, he ran the most routes, and he only had one catch for 24 yards in that game. I mean, with the game on the line, pretty big game, too. Um, they were throwing the ball to Chase Claypool. So if Tua has to, if they're not able to get the run game going and Tua has to drop back 35, 40 times in this game, I might look at a Chiefs defensive touchdown. I think he might have a couple turnovers in this game, especially the way that he's trending right now. I think the game that I'm the least confident about this weekend side or total is Steelers-Bills. Like, I really don't have a good feel. Bills yeah. favored by 10. The total is 36. I think the play that I do like is I'm going to buy the Steelers up to plus three in the first quarter. I trust Tomlin to have a really good game plan to start. And I think the Bills are going to be conservative. They don't want to give the Steelers any kind of life. They don't want to turn it over. They don't want to give them any confidence and trail in this game. So I think they lean on James Cook. They play very conservative. They see if Mason Rudolph can throw him an interception, something like that. There's a reason that first quarter uh, over under at 7.5 is juiced minus 150 to the under. Yeah. But I like the Steelers to keep it close. Like I could see that being a 3 nothing game at the end of one. I could see it being 0-0. I think you just trust Tomlin to keep this game early. I remember when they played Kansas City a couple years ago and it was Roethlisberger's last year. They were two touchdown dogs in that game in Arrowhead and they scored a defensive touchdown and went up 7-0. But their game plan early on in that game was really good. Mahomes and the Chiefs couldn't get anything going. The problem was the Steelers' offense just couldn't muster any first downs, and they just wore down, and then the Chiefs' offense woke up. So if the Steelers are able to run the ball like they've been doing the last three weeks, and they're able to choose some clock, I think there's an opportunity they can keep this game close. So I like them plus three in the first quarter. We'll get your thoughts on that, Ryan, on the other side as we head towards our number three. We'll talk Steelers' bills. Ryan will give his thoughts. He'll also talk about his Packers against the Cowboys. We'll talk Rams, Lions, and Eagles, Bucks. As well, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, our number three on the way after the break. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.